Welcome to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com, dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. Serving leaders, managers, and people who will be, helping you reach excellence in your work and achieve your personal goals at the same time. Sign up for the free course at clearandopen.com. Man, I love my house. It's like a mate for me in some ways. This thing is a dream come true. But for spirit, I would live under a bridge because I've tasted enough to know that when I have that, I have everything. I want for nothing. You can say it as that's the attitude you need, but that's not even the most accurate way of saying it. That's its attitude. Try it on. Hi, it's Joseph, and thanks for tuning in to Manage to Engage, the podcast from clearandopen.com. Today, we are on the precipice of awakening. Even the idea of that is probably going to stir some stuff up. So let's address the fears and questions that the ego often brings to us to hold us back and the tools we have to get beyond those obstacles, both through short-lived shortcuts and long-earned practice. Also, it's that time again. Clear and Open Spring Quarter begins April 1st, 2021 with the next live course, Psycho-Spiritual Dimensions of the Enneagram. Now, you may have heard of the Enneagram before, but the way most people relate to it is as just another personality typing system, when it's actually the mother slash father, it's the parent of all personality typing systems. When you understand this model, you can see that literally every personality typing system is derivative of it, unusually quite dilutedly. Yes, dilutedly is a word. It is now. The Enneagram is so powerful that it changes the way you relate to yourself and others irrevocably. You will wonder how you ever lived without it, especially if you manage people. This course will be a deep dive into the psycho-spiritual dimensions of the Enneagram, aspects not usually talked about, which have immense ramifications everywhere in your life. Usually your key life lessons are revealed through the Enneagram. Not knowing the Enneagram is like not knowing your own gender, in my opinion, because it sheds just that much light on who you are, what drives you, and how to be the best version of yourself. I use it constantly in my work with people. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you've maybe never heard me mention it uh, actually in one of the podcasts, but trust me, I'm always using it. It's one of my secret weapons. That's not really a secret. I just haven't taught a course about it yet. So, When you know the Enneagram deeply, it's like having x-ray vision into yourself and others. I would love to share this with you. It's such a powerful tool. In this 11-week course, I'm going to impart that ability to you. Sound interesting? To learn more, go to clearandopen.com slash Enneagram. That's E-N-N-E-A-G-R-A-M. Enneagram, just like it sounds, I guess. I hope to see you there. Thanks so much for listening. Let's start the show. have something to add to the tinnitus. Um, I've had tinnitus for years and at one point it got really annoying and when for maybe over a week I was practicing mating, making it kind of fade off into the distance um, and then after that I seemed to have ignored it but it has come back again recently it seems with the meditation I've noticed it more. Um, but that was just like a mental trick. I think I did to stop paying attention to it. To stop what? Paying attention to it. Uh-huh. Oh, can, am I too light? Too no, no, you're fine. Okay. Um, 
But then um, about meditation, I wanted to say that I seem to get to the edge of that black hole that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I think that I have gone into it a couple of times, but very shortly, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, that's it's such a a new and different thing that I'm not sure if my experience matches what you're talking about. Doesn't matter. But um, what I'm finding now is that I get close to that edge and I'm recognizing it. And it's almost as if I have like this little kid that gets close to an open door and the parent being my ego goes, oh, hey, look at that. Let's turn around and go this way again. That does matter. (laughs) Yeah. What do you see about that? Hmm? Write a letter to the parent. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, you know, there was one time I had my teeth worked on and they gave me laughing gas. And I had this thought, and they must have cranked it up pretty good because I had this thought. <laughs> when the people- notice. <laughs> everyone, everyone has ever used nitrous is smiling right now. <laughs> well, some very that- knowing smiles in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know but i just had this thought of wouldn't it be funny if i started laughing now on laughing gas and then i started laughing like non-stop and the dentist got a little irritating he's like turn it down <laughs> but that's kind of what it feels like when i get to that edge i'm like yes. oh that's i'm kind of there and yes Nitrous is particularly good at bringing you to pure consciousness. You need a lot of it, uh, you know. Um, but yeah, under medical supervision, that that sort of oxygenated nitrous situation, um, yeah, that that will thin out your ego and give you uh, the experience of what being pure consciousness is like. Ken, as for me, so the the idea is how do you do that without nitrous? Because oh. when when you use, I mean, I'm not suggesting that you need to hear that. That's just general. So because what what goes on is those can be useful and interesting tools, you know, whether it's uh, recreationally or a visit to the dentist, it can be interesting to uh, have that experience and be like, whoa, what was that? And then to see how can you explore that territory without the drug? Because what the drug does is bypass your defense system temporarily and just sort of shoves it out of the way and says, here we go, pure consciousness, whether you like it or not. But what you're experiencing in meditation is you're experiencing the protector aspect of your ego. It's like, yeah, we're not going to go there. In order to wake up, that has to get outworked. Okay. You see, you can take a drug that will just bypass but sometimes the drug just pisses the protector off and they just redouble their efforts they build a better wall <laughs> so you can win a battle and lose the war that way yeah, yeah. but it can be really useful uh, these kinds of things to sort of get your foot in the door and be like oh that yeah i want to know what that is honestly that's how i got into spirituality in my my late teens and early 20s um i i went to places that were chemically assisted and I wanted to know what that was about. And sometimes the experiences would last sort of weeks. I mean, my, probably my first non-abiding awakening was at the, uh, 
uh, I was um, plant medicine assisted and it lasted weeks. And I was like, whoa, what was this? I want to get back there. That's the seeker. Oh, I want to get back there. And that began that exploration in so many ways. Um, yes, yeah, so it was one other thing. Oh, yeah. So write a letter to the part that, because you saw uh, her so vividly. So it means you can access her. Write a letter and then let her write back. You know, ask what are, what are her concerns and, you know, what, what is she afraid might happen? That kind of stuff. Because there are fears. Let's use this as a, a jumping off point to talk about uh, fear because uh, I think it can be helpful to know what the fears are because they can present as subtle in the beginning. There are three primary fears that come up uh, in your asymptotic approach to awakening. The fear of going crazy. The fear of not being able to function in the world. And the fear of disintegrating into an infinite number of pieces. Those are the, the three fears that not everyone will experience them. Not everyone, will, but, but most people do, I think. That's from what I've heard. Um, and they're all the, the, the key with it is not to push it away, but not to believe it either, which is, of course, it's not neither grasping nor pushing away thing. It's one of the key principles here. And I think to have a kind of compassion, because if you have compassion for the part of you that is experiencing one or more of these fears, then it can let go. And you can sort of experiment with it. Because the thing is, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't. So you can't tell this part, well, uh, you know, if we get any closer, uh, I'm sure we'll still be able to work the job that I have. Don't say that because you don't know. <laughs> so it's not true. The important thing here related to these fears sort of might be some bad news. But what I've heard teachers say and what my experience was is you have to be with these fears and be okay with them and receive them and feel them and realize that they're not you. And you also have to not care what happens. You have to want to wake up even if it means becoming dysfunctional, even if it means you go crazy, even if it means the least likely that you explode into an infinite number of pieces. That, that's like spontaneously combusting. That's not, not, not very likely to happen. But you might be less functional and you might have like a, you know, a reorganizing in your psyche. It happens. So the, the key thing is to be cognizant of that and also accepting of the consequences. Because here's the thing. We talked about how meditation is not about you, the spiritual instinct. With whatever access you have to it, check in and, and in the, the piece of the spiritual instinct that is in you. Check in with it right now and see if it cares about your level of functionality. See how much it cares. Does it care if you're half as productive for a little while after awakening? 
Does it care if your mind gets reorganized a little bit? Maybe you have some churn in your friendships or relationships. Does it, does it care? It only cares about coming through. That's how it looks to me. So when you're willing to give, not actually giving everything to it, because you don't know what it's going to take, but willing to give everything to it, when you do that, or when you, let me say it a different way, when you find the you that is willing to give everything to it, that's it. That's not you. You see, the ego can't do that. It won't do that. See what I mean? So it's not about you, the ego, sacrificing some things in order to get this other thing. That's not what it's about. It's about you finding the place in you that thinks spirit is so important, it's willing to give everything to it. Because that's spirit's perspective. You see? Now, it's not that your perspective doesn't matter. It's just that your perspective has to be set aside long enough for it to come through, however it does. Your perspective will come back. There's no guarantee, but it seems to usually do that. You know what I mean? Is that helpful? Does that make sense? And so this is the, um, you know, the, this is the essence of what we hear about and read about and see in a lot of the Western devotional religions, Islam, Judaism, Christianity, all of the idea of surrendering to it uh, in however form that is, that, that's the surrender kind of um, mandates and the stories. And, you know, there's this, Islam actually means surrender. A lot of people don't know that. But what, there's lots of stories about it, but the esoteric, the, 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 true essential meaning of it is surrendering to the aspect of the divine in you, that you're willing to give all of the ego stuff that you have away to that, that which is prior, that which is everything, that which is the center of you. So it can be a useful thing to sort of inventory, what are you not willing to give up? And I'm not saying you have to give that up. Far from it. I'm saying those are where there's some grabs, potentially, of the ego, where there's fear. And I had a number of experiences where um, I was right on the edge, like uh, uh, Rebecca was talking about, and I experienced like, ooh, if I let go another notch, I think I might go crazy. And there was like a minute where I actually just stood there at the edge of the abyss and was like, am I willing to risk going crazy to let go another notch? And like I really seriously negotiated that. And there were a few times where I, I just let go and fell in and lost consciousness for a little while. But I came back. And you know what? I came back smarter, <laughs> even though I was afraid of losing my mind. Now, if I had lost my mind, if I had become you know, a simpleton who was only capable of like, you know, uh, repairing um, small engines, which is actually something I can't do at all. But suddenly I wake up and that's something I, all I can do and I can't talk about any of this and I have to close down, clear and open. Okay, then I'll do that. Now, I haven't had to do that yet, but you see the willingness to. 
the willingness to do that is what sets aside the ego's grab on, well, this is who I am. And what would I do if I couldn't pay the bills? Or, man, I love my house. It's like a mate for me in some ways. This thing is a dream come true. But for spirit, I would live under a bridge. Because I've tasted enough to know that when I have that, I have everything. I want for nothing. That's the attitude. You can say it as that's the attitude you need. But that's not even the most accurate way of saying it. That's its attitude. Try it on. See what I mean? That's how complete, how encompassing, how infinite, how all everything Nothing excluded it is. It takes everything. Thanks for listening to Manage to Engage, the clear and open podcast. Join us next week when you'll be a little bit closer to who you're destined to be. Until then, know that clear and open is dedicated to the evolution of you because businesses grow when people do. If you want to help the show grow, I'd appreciate you leaving a rating and review on iTunes. All you have to do is open the Apple Podcasts app, view the full description of the episode, and click the link to leave a rating and review. Or you can go to clearandopen.com slash review, and it will bring you to the right place. If you're looking for more support on your journey, head over to clearandopen.com for even more tools, articles, and free resources. Thanks so much for listening. Bye for now.